Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss six questions in nine minutes because leaders know how to be concise. Let's go ahead and get started with our guest today. First question, in a few sentences, tell us who you are and what you do. My name is Kurt Cagle. Um, I am the community editor for Data Science Central, which is a uh, community site specifically oriented towards data science, um, artificial intelligence, graph technologies, and uh, knowledge engineering. Deep stuff then. Uh, it can be, <laughs> especially when you're, especially when you're, you're, you're wading through it and you're trying to find the top somewhere, then it gets just very deep. Very deep. Well, very good. Question number two, what's the best thing about working with a team? Um, I, I think there are several aspects to it, but um, uh, in general, any team that you have basically gives you the ability to project power. Mm. And by that, I mean, not necessarily, you know, managing or you know, playing power games, but the ability to basically accomplish uh, more complex tasks than you can accomplish when you're basically one person working independently. Um, it also provides a way of um, ensuring that you have multiple viewpoints and that in turn basically makes sure that the nature of the product that you are creating, regardless of what that is, has been vetted and seen from different perspectives. And, you know, by that, you know, gives you the ability as a team leader to not only accomplish a particular goal, but also to make sure that that goal is something that isn't biased specifically towards one person's view or one person's vision. Those are great comments. I really like, especially at the beginning there, when you were talking about how teams project power and there, there's more that they get out of being a team than they would individually. I think those are great comments. Question number three, I hear from other leaders of teams that it can be a challenge to get team members engaged. Tell us your thoughts. Well, <clears throat> realistically, engagement comes primarily when people feel that what they're putting into the efforts of the, of the group are worthwhile. Mm. Um, if, you, if you basically get involved in a project and you feel that what you're doing is not going to make a difference, after a while you lose interest. And I don't care whether you're being paid or whether you're, you're a volunteer. You know, the idea essentially is that, you know, when you engage within a group, when you engage within a team, you know, you are basically saying, look, I'm bringing something to the table. And if what I'm bringing is not going to help accomplish, you know, those particular goals, then why am I doing this? What am I getting out of it? So I think that when you're dealing with engagement, that really kind of comes down to making sure that everyone is gaining as much in the efforts and not just financially, but in terms of interest, in terms of, you know, potential um, uh, uh, fame or, or similar process. And, you know, oftentimes even just the opportunity to do cool stuff. 
than they would if they were engaged in something else. And I've seen too many teams fail because that underlying objective gets lost. Great comments. You're right. It can, it can get lost. And I really like your, your perspective on helping everybody feel like, regardless of the compensation or anything else, that there's a, a sense of worthwhile purpose to what they're doing. And those are great comments. Question number four, what other piece of advice do you have for leaders of teams? Um, I, I think it's important for a leader to understand that there are different kinds of leadership. Um, that when you go in, you know, your one role that a leader has is to basically act as a coordinator to make sure that people are communicating with one another. Um, you know, a leader who basically sees their team as something subordinate to them doesn't understand their job description. Um, <clears throat> realistically, the purpose of a leader of a team is not to make sure that the team actually gets things done so much as it is to make sure that there is communication between the team members and between the team members or and between the team and the outside uh, shareholders or stakeholders in the who are engaged in the product and the team is creating so realistically when you look at uh, good leadership um, it's not at all surprising to find that the most effective leaders are also the ones that are most effective at being able to communicate, to listen to what their people are saying, to ensure that there are adequate channels of communication, and to make sure that the things that the, those people are saying are getting heard. Yeah. Um, I think it's very important. Great advice. Great advice. I really like how you you mentioned coordination, but that it goes beyond that, that there's individuals involved on the team. Thank you for sharing that. Question number five, what other successful leaders of teams would you like to recognize that have had a positive influence in your life? Um, mm, that's a tough one. <laughs> I... I think that the 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 I've I've been involved in a lot of standards organizations and standards groups, and oftentimes the uh, people who are essentially the editors or the coordinators of those particular groups um, are they're they're often unrecognized for the the sheer amount of work that they do. Um, you know, I've, I've worked with the W3C when it was setting web standards um, and with XML, with um, uh, a lot of the work that's going on right now with semantic web, with other areas along those lines. And in most cases, um, uh, you know, those, those people, those team leaders are people who generally are responsible for making sure that you know, the I's are, are dotted, the T's are crossed, but also that, as, we, as I indicated earlier, that, you know, the message that the team itself is attempting to shape, you know, the thing that they're attempting to shape, um, that there is, you know, there is a clear underlying path there. And, you know, I know a lot of people, so I'm not going to give a particular person's name 
Um, but I do think that in general, um, you know, when you look at those people who are involved in establishing standards, um, you know, oftentimes their roles are, are unsung. Great comment. Thank you. Last question. Tell us about your first job. Uh, my first job. Um, good God. <laughs> Uh, my very first job was washing dishes at a, at a restaurant, which didn't last very long. So I won't go into any more details on the fact that the, uh, um, you know, I, I discovered very quickly that, that uh, there are some jobs that simply are not worth doing. <laughs> um, I, I think the first significant job that I had was actually in, uh, in college. And I, um, uh, Again, I was part of a team. Um, this particular case was a group of, a couple of, of mathematicians by the name of um, uh, Wolfgang Hock and, and Ken Appel, uh, professors at the University of Illinois uh, in the mathematics department. And their particular purpose or their particular interest was basically in attempting to solve um, one of the oldest uh, mathematical proofs that are out there, uh, specifically what was called the four color problem, which is essentially a, a problem. And I think it was initially by, uh, uh, by Euler. Um, but <clears throat> when they laid it out, it was essentially, if you have a map, how many different colors uh, what is the minimum number of colors that you can base it, that you can use to be able to color that map such that um, you know at, at any given point there is a, a um, uh, you know no two edges you can talk about points but no two edges uh, share the same color and um, it was significant in that it was actually one of the first proofs that was solved by a computer uh, back about 19, I want to say about 80, 83, 84. Um, and it was, um, you know, my particular role on it was basically entering um, something on the order of like 10,000 graphs into a computer and then having that computer essentially analyze them to make sure that these were all the possible configurations you could have to be able to meet that, those criteria. And they did it, you know, they, they did it successfully. And it was actually one of the, one of the first uh, computer-based uh, mathematical proofs ever, ever created. Um, but, you know, from my perspective, it was very, very tedious because 10,000 graphs basically meant that I was typing 4413241415 enter and hoping that I actually got everything right. And 10,000 of those in your brain kind of goes squirrely. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that, again, you know, it was a team of, I guess, about three, four of us um, all, all together doing it. And at the time, we really didn't understand the significance of what we were doing. It was only after we'd proved it that it, it kind of came out and we said, oh, wow, we, we solved it. Um, and we solved it, you know, in a way that no one else had ever solved a proof before. So, yeah, I think it's, 
it's it was it was certainly if not necessarily the first job it was certainly one of the earliest ones and i think one of the most seminal and in, in, in the way that i think about information now well yeah certainly it certainly sounds like it that it had a great impact on you great experience for you so great thank you for sharing that and kurt thank you also for being on the podcast today how can people find you <coughs> um excuse me I am the, um, as I said, I'm the community editor for Data Science Central. Uh, so if you go to datasciencecentral.com and you know write a note to the editor, uh, I'll be the person that gets that. Uh, I also have a LinkedIn account at uh, LinkedIn uh, slash in slash Kurt Kegel, all one word. Uh, finally, I have a newsletter called The Kegel Report which I produce, um, try to produce weekly. I'm a little behind on that schedule, but uh, um, that's also available if you go to, uh, um, if you just type in the Kegel Report on LinkedIn, um, you should be able to find it. Fantastic, thank you. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, you can go to teamengagementpodcast.com and download our Engagement Booster tip sheet. Again, that's teamengagementpodcast.com. Thanks so much for joining us today and have a great day.